my cup. Think of me, I bet I must have seen Kalein far down top. Get me kings of Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I'm Judy Gold, which is why I'm speaking right now, because it's my podcast. And I'm so excited for part two of my interview with Jackie Cation. She is hilarious. Uh, this is our last broadcast for this year of 2021. So I hope you enjoy. And I'll say this at the end, but I want to get, make sure I get it in the beginning. I uh, will be performing on Christmas Day at Stand Up New York in New York City. So, sit back, relax, and here we go. So, you go to Wisco, Bill Kinnison has a club there, he's the brother of Sam. Yep. You go to a show, you heckle. Mm-hmm, I you do. You heckle Sam. I am hammered and I yell, I've never been out What did public. you yell? I, he said, I'm from Peoria, and I yelled, I'm so sorry to hear that. And that's how it starts. And then I won't shut up, Judy Gold. So you're one of worse. Right. So you're yeah. one of the things in the audience that we hate. It is more. an indictment against my, whenever I am heckled, I'm just like, look who's doing time for the crime here. Right. And because uh, they, eventually the manager comes over and he's like, you have got to shut up. The open mic is on Sundays. And I was like, okay. What was Sam doing at this point when you're... He was eating it. He was not doing well. Okay. He was, he was actually having a bad set because I think he was coked up and um, and not... It was right before he did Letterman and he was doing Bill a favor. And so he brought himself, Freddie Asparagus, Carla Bove, and I think it was the three of them. Right. And... um. And they were hanging out. And then he he got Sam, he got Bill, all of the guys who were like 30, they had like 30 minutes from the comedy store or or New York that were willing to travel to Madison, Wisconsin for like a nickel. Supposedly, this is the boom, right? But right. but but Bill is lowballing everybody. He's keeping them in a, you know, in a rat trap apartment on State Street and he's he's but he's got him there for seven shows so by the third week that this club uh at of me doing open mics they're like we need more comics and i was of course the only woman and uh like what you were saying in the introduction and in retrospect they were purposefully keeping us separated right so that they could that so that they could go Oh, you don't think this is funny? I guess you don't know what funny is. Right. And uh, I'm going to make this fisting joke and you're not going to laugh? Right. Why are you such a, you know, girls? Anyway, so, and you're just like, so eventually I would laugh at things that were mediocrely funny. I mean, I like a good fisting joke, but there aren't that many. There right. That many, There's not right? many good ones. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to you know, keep writing, fellas. Right. But yeah, so I started doing stand up every day. Because he was like, well, the club's open seven days. You could have 10 minutes every night until it burned down. Until until the, I got a 1.8 that semester. And um, and then I told my sister, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to drop out of college and go and just do stand-up. Because it was like heroin. To me. I right. fell oh, that's well exactly. I mean, joy. same. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I had self-esteem. I had an I had, You had control. You, I mean. All of it. 
Yes. Oh and my it God. was like an epiphany. I was, well, the first time I got on stage, it was like I had an out-of-body experience. Like, what is this? What? I, How do I do this your again? first laugh, you're like, oh my, oh my God. It's really, it's the most incredible thing. But the fact that you're getting on stage every, like people don't understand. Sta- there's n- the only way to be a great comic is stage time. That's it. You can sit at your computer you, and write jokes all day long. You can you, like make stupid TikTok videos all day. The only way to be a great stand-up is to get the fuck on stage. And I remember I would write in the corner of my calendar how many sets I did that night. Because I was in New York, so I could go oh, from right. one so to another. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would write three, one, six. You know, yeah. and I count how many times I got on stage. And each time, even if it was for five minutes, you were getting better. You were dealing, you know. And Bill said that, you know, he said, you guys are not going to, this is an incredible, you can't put a price on what I'm giving to you people. And I was like, you have actually, it's $10 a week. And Uh, I uh, got five, we got five at Comedy Ugrat. This is how I met the women comics. See, because you're, you're you're in in the Midwest, right? So you're in the Midwest and Comedy Ugrat, which was this great place in Soho. I mean, that's where I met everyone. I mean, I remember Ray Romano and John Stewart, like everyone from my little group. But on Thursday night, they did, and I, I, I still, I did some, when I was writing my book, I was researching this Thursday night show. And the way they advertised it in the papers was Thursday nights, all female comedians. It's like doubling down. Like they Ew. couldn't say, yeah. I just, I just feel dirty. I know. And, <laughs> but it was the one night everyone would go hang out and we got yeah. five. I never forget when I got my $5. That's oh. where I met Henriette. That's uh, Henriette Mantel. I mean, oh, Henriette uh, Mantel. Yes. It's so great. Yes. I think I met Lori there. Lori. Yeah. Uh, Kilmore. Kilmore. I mean, did you ever Susie know Vanda, did you ever oh. know Van, Vanda Michaels? Yes. V- Vanda Michaels was the first woman comic I met. She came to Madison. Yes. She wrote me advice she was she had to be like 23 years old 24 years old and she was a new york comic and she wrote me the greatest advice it's framed in my house what it's what framed. does it say it's uh essentially it's and it, it's to have fun be original uh you know don't be oh, don't be a hack and and the thing is is i ran into her probably 10 years ago here and because she found me on the internet, she was like, because I, it's on my website, advice I got as a young comic for people. If they just want to click on that link, it's right. on the front page. It's under my new album, you guys. It's under that image. Anyway, so, but the thing is, is um, I ran into her again and she was, she stopped doing stand up for a couple of years to teach the Dixie Chicks how to do yoga. Oh my uh, God. It's a long story, but whatever it was. I brought the frame thing to her because she didn't remember writing it. I brought it to a gig that we did together just to showcase the thing. And she looks at it and she goes, that is my handwriting. I have no memory of writing this. And wow. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting because as I tell uh, people who were fucking assholes as, you know, or are fucking assholes to young comedians, mm-hmm. whatever you say to these young comedians stays with them forever. 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 Whatever. And, and because no matter, even if you're a shitty hack, if you are a working comic, that comic is going to listen to what you have to say. 
because their goal is to be a fucking working comic. And the way they set up the system so that there was only room for one woman so that we would all be like, yeah, that kind of backfired, I think. Um, oh, it did backfire. Yeah. Uh, so some of the greatest support I got was from other women. Comics. Right. And and everybody's like, I want to do stand up comedy. And I'm just like, if you if you do it, all you have to do is try it. You will know if not instantaneously. Yeah. Yes. If you want to keep doing it. Right. You will know that you either want to do it or do not do it instantaneously or within four months because it is a pain in the ass to hang out. Unlike the karma, it actually, you can find it instantaneously. Yes, you can. So first of all, you're fucking hilarious. I I just want to say, and I don't, a lot of people do not make me laugh. Right. Um, I watch a lot of comic and I know where the joke is. I'll be like, oh, that's funny. I see where, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's clever. Mm-hmm. You make me laugh. That's awesome. You, Thank you. That's you're awesome. welcome. And I make you laugh? No. Okay. Oh, so. for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, it's right, fine. A little reciprocity. Fuck. Yeah, no. But here's the thing. You call Milwaukee uh, the New York of the Midwest. <laughs> and you I call think- Minnesota the LA of the Midwest. I think I say Wisconsin is more like New York and Minnesota uh, is Wisconsin, more like Wisconsin, yeah. Yes. Wisconsin is more like New York and, and, and yeah, sorry. In the, way, of, yes, in the way that if someone is nice to you, you're nice back. If someone is mean to you, you're mean back. Right. In Wisconsin. In Minnesota, if someone is nice to you, they're nice back. If someone is mean to you, you're nice back, but then you hate them. Right. And it's like, that's all. Because right. I love New York. I think right. I actually love L.A. too, but whatever. Yeah, I love both too, but I love New York. Okay. So you start, You do you graduate? Oh, I graduate yes, because, because I wanted to quit. And right. Darla is the boss like, of me. No like, no fucking way. No, we, it, took and, a, it took a village to fucking get you here. Right. And you're doing it. And you're not fucking. So you leave, you graduate and you start, you really are one of the people who start. I mean, I started. I didn't ha- like people are like, oh, what'd you do? I was comic, you know, like this is yeah. my job skill. But and I had a day job until t- 2003. Right. I had a day job until 80, 90, maybe. I don't know. But yes, we had to work in order chicken. to. And yeah. there were a lot of comics who were purposely, you know, like not working and just complaining. And I was like, that's your own fucking shit. If you're not going to take care of your life shit yeah so that you can do stand-up until you make enough money to do stand-up then go that's your fucking own shit okay right so there's two things i want to talk about i want to talk about i mean this is a really this is an intense conversation i mean first of all you, you got sober after your second dui right yes yes that so would you're be drinking, right and so yeah. here you are you're doing stand-up you're drinking because the culture you're like, people don't understand this. It's it is, free. It's free. It's boring. Um, and there After are so, the I mean, I remember when I was, you, you're so fucking lonely. Yeah. And as a woman comic, you know, people don't realize some guy, you know, with hair coming out of the ears, the nose, the mouth, and, you know, wearing sweatpants and a fucking soup stained t-shirt after they got off stage, they're the hottest fucking thing in the entire world because they're funny. Mm-hmm. But a woman who's funny, I mean, I can't tell you how many nights, 
even when I was headlining, which is the worst, the guys in front of you want to fucking shoot you. Destroy anything, you. Anything to fuck up your set. And after that show, I'm sitting at the bar like, um, you know, can I get a ride home? And meanwhile, hairy sweatpants, it has like 20 girls all over them. And then mm-hmm. we have to go share a fucking condo. Are you writing stuff down because you hate me? No, no, no. I've, uh, uh, because the I, I I was thinking that I would write down if what a uh, story tangent. Okay. To what okay. Good. Said. I love that. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. we're so insane because I do the same <laughs> thing. So you realize after you stop drinking, mm-hmm. your your stand up experience changed. You became a better comic and a more yeah uh, yeah. More and, but it was your yeah. But it was it was my greatest fear, right? My greatest fear was that I wouldn't be funny anymore, and that I wouldn't get any work because I wasn't partying with these people. Right. And, and all of uh, those are the basic fears, right. That you have whenever you stop doing something self-destructive uh, you're like, but that's what, what makes me Hemingway. And you're like, oh, right. That's, that's like okay. when I went on antidepressants, I was like, Oh my God, I'm not going to be funny. And it was like, no, I'm still funny, no. but I don't want to kill myself after the show. You there know what you I go. mean? Right. Um, right. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not like walking around with a pit in my stomach all day. And I think you're one of the only people I can really talk to about this. Well, because I think you were grinding it out the same time I was, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And on the road and fucking dealing with this, you know, the misogyny. (laughs) And as you describe it, it was such a part of the culture. It was so dumb. And it was, and we... We're all like, okay, and you're just like me, like, okay, great, that's really fucking funny, you want to fuck this, you know, and I'm a fucking dyke, and blah, 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 and you're like, and you just want to get on stage, and you, you, your idea in your special, which is fucking great, get this fucking staycation, in the, in the special, you talk about something that's so hot button, and I just love that you, you address this, that you're like, well, he's a nice enough guy. You know? <laughs> and that is exactly how it was. It was like, okay, you're going to behave like a fucking asshole woman hater. I'm going to find the, and like Elliot, I'm going to find the one good thing about you. Cause yeah. I have to, I have to deal with you. Right. Right. And I'm going to move on with my life. And you know, I, you know, these, these people who are me tooing now, God bless them because you don't, I mean, I guess. Stand up. Please do. Stand up. Please do. Because I didn't. I just was like, go fuck. I gave it right back to them. You gave it right back at them. And then you, or you would just go, that's hilarious. Are we going to breakfast at three in the morning? Right. Yeah. So it's like, he's like, you could sit on my face. You're like, great. Anyway, in other news. Oh my God. You know how many, you know, I'm really good at cunning linguists. That's great. I'm a lesbian. I don't want your tongue near my twat. You know, like you put them right back in their place. You know, yeah, you have um, to do it. And then, and and then when and then when it was they over. talk to, and but then when they talk to other men, they're like, "Oh, she's super she's a ball buster. She's a little like yeah. an aggro for me." She's, and you're right. like, "Why do you think I'm a little aggressive? Because right. you're such a hunk of junk to hang around with." Right? How am I? And I got to- no one else to hang around with. Like I. Even have anyone to make eye contact with. Right. Like I did a special, I did some sort of interstitially thing, mm-hmm. and there was another comic, another Beth Stelling was there, Judy. And one of the guys said something gross. And I literally was like, oh my God, 
I can look at best selling and we can go, look at that. And we did. And it was the greatest. It was right. Such, I was like, where was that in 1987 or 1997 or hell? I mean, because those guys are, st- I mean, all none of my brothers or my dad are gross, right? My dad has, he has, he makes terrible life choices. He's not always the most, there's no integrity in sleeping around. Right. But he isn't, he isn't an elbow squeezer or like a, like a, like a creepy dude. Like he doesn't touch people who don't want to be touched. He'll talk people to fucking death, but that is all. So I, when I would meet these guys, like they'd be like, I remember I'm doing a one nighter one time and, and, and the, or, or like you were, t- the, a better story is the guy you're, you're sitting at the bar and you're like, I need a ride back to the hotel. I need a ride back to the hotel. And they're like, okay, I'll give you. And it's just, it's one of, it's like the club owner. Or oh, the, please. And he takes me to some, like we're in Missouri or something. He takes me down to the river. He's like, Hey, I want to show you this thing. And he takes me down to the river with this bridge and is like, well, do you want to, would you want to have sex? And I'm like, no, I just want to go back to the, and I don't even get shocked or anything. Right, I right. just go, no, I, I just want to go back to the condo and, have, and fall over in a heap. And he's like, all right. And then he drives. And then, so he wants me to blow him in his car. And I'm like, Christ, dude, I just want to go back. To the, I'm just right. trying to do stand up. I just want to do stand up and, and not right. have to fend off stupid conversations with dudes who luckily you know you know at the times when i said yes and then uh, and this isn't with club owners or bookers or anything because that would that would have been dumb right to sleep with club owners and bookers and sound guys it's yes. not happening right and, but it would uh but i would get laid on the road uh because i it was cripplingly lonely right oh, awful. and you and you could only get drunk enough so many times where you're just like well that guy looks like something right and you're like let's go do a thing and then if the guy didn't have a condom i would have to kick him out of my room and luckily you know they all left or if i changed my mind and the and if the guy didn't wouldn't leave i would have to have sex with a guy who i didn't want to have sex with right and and there's the difference between us and you know, we're in the situation, which we've been in many times. Yeah. And we're like, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I I don't, I'm not criticizing these, you know, the next well, the younger generation. Yeah. Yes. I'm not, and I'm not saying just in comedy. I'm saying in life. this idea of, and yes, it's set up so that when we complain, we're hysterical or whatever. But- the not calling it out, the the victim part of it, you know, and I just think it's, I guess it's because of how I grew up or, or, or that I'm a big, a, a big woman, you know, where I'm just like, go fuck. I mean, there have been so many horrible instances where I was so uncomfortable, especially being gay. And I didn't hang, yeah. I didn't drink. I mean, I'd have a drink every now and then. I mean, I was... I would, I bring a fuck, I tell this all the time on the show. I brought a suitcase that was a junk drawer full of shit for me to do. Books. Ooh, my clarinet. toddler bag. Toddler huh? bag. Yeah. Toddler bag. Nice. I mean, right. I had like a little diaper toddler bag. You're like but, anything. Yeah. But I love that, you know, what happened to that? Tough girl. Well, there's, there's, 
a couple of things is that I think that first of all, there's an we we took the bullet often enough and called guys on it at the same time where you're just like, hey, you're being a dick and I'm going to be a dick right back at you if you don't stop. And they wouldn't stop. So then they would be all sad sack and go, yeah, she was mean to me. And you're like, right. Yes. Or she's yes. a bitch. She's a bitch. She's a she's bitch. What, a, what an asshole. What a bitch. And you, I think we took the bullet long enough that when newer comics came up, they have each other. Yeah. Just and and there's and there were always decent men too. There were always good dudes who I would sometimes. Oh yeah. That, that, who would be like, can I sit next to you? Because I don't want to be by that guy. Right. Because right. that guy's gross. And I'm like, please sit next to me. And uh, you know, there's hundreds of guys that I, that I've come up with that are good dudes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And would like there was a guy that I did a one nighter outside of Minneapolis, and it was an hour and a half away. And the guy said, "Hey." I said, do you want me to drive? Because I was featuring. And he goes, no, I, uh, I, but my car is probably better than your car. He showed up. He's like, but I want you to drive. And I was like, what? So I get in the car. His car's worse than mine. It doesn't have any insurance. We're driving. He gets handsy while we're driving. He's drunk on the way there. And so we get there and I keep having to knock his fucking hand off my leg. We get to the bar, and before the show begins, I call my buddy Larry, Big Tall Larry, we used to call him, another comic, and I was like, hey, Larry, I'm so sorry to ask you this, but I'm trapped here with this guy in his car. Can you come and pick me up? And this guy, I mean, that's predator shit. Like, he planned right, right, right. so that my hands were 10 and 2, so he could right. do whatever the fuck he wanted. And so, but Larry drives an hour and a half to pick me up, drives me home. So there's more of that guy. Than right. there us of the bad guy. And the fact that that we're calling out the bad guys, I don't have a problem with that. I right. I'm not as good at it as the I'm, I'm the same. Yes, I'm the same with I'm the same same. But I'm psyched that they're doing it because I am too. I'm, but I, I don't want them to be victim about it. I want or, them to be And I don't want them to be mad at me that I didn't do enough. Right. It was a different period of time. Hey everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so 
convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. I love that that you your husband, who you met on an online dating service. Not, and this is before apps, right? Yeah, it was right. It was just, it, it was, it was the, the, the aisle next to the onion or right. next to nerve.com or whatever LA. Week. Right. Yeah. And you met and you were like, oh, and you, you said you never really had a boyfriend, like a real boyfriend before this. Right. Right. Like a right. Big, I just got, yeah. You like just I, got laid and you were like, oh, whatever. And, and you look at him and he, you're like, oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the way you describe, oh, I, I can, yeah, I can do, yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. you're good with me. I, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And he's a, he, right. He, he, um, game designer, game designer, um, comic book lover, got you into comic books. Cause my dorkdoms were different than his. Right. Right. And so he's a video, he's a video game designer. And though several years ago, he did say, I don't want to make video games anymore. Right. I want to make board games. And then we look deeply into each other's eyes and he goes, yes, the lucrative world of board games. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, of course, said, I do this for a living. Do whatever the hell you want to do for a living. Yeah. So you met your soulmate. You got married in your uh, late 30s. uh, Yeah, 39. You you were 2006, right? Or 2000. And that is also, speaking of way ahead of your time, when you started a podcast. Now, this is like the third yeah. podcast ever of a comic. Um, right. that, Early times, yeah. And it was like a, what was it, a, like a blog pl- space or yeah, something? Yeah, it was, it was on blogs, Blogspot, Blog something. And, and yeah, the first 200 episodes are on this thing where it's just sort of a conference call that they're recording. Right. And then I went to pre-recorded. And so, but it's literally, and the first, those first three years, it was me me and Joe Wilson. And then Joe realized he was doing most of the work, but I was getting all the credit. And he was like, I'm going to go do my own thing. And I was like, good. Uh, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry that. And then I realized once he was gone, how much work, this is a classic Jackie Cation, by the way. I'm like, I do all, I do a lot of work. And then the person goes away and you're like, Oh, Oh, interesting. You were doing a great deal of work. Okay. (laughs) And the same thing with my manager. Like, I was like, you're not doing, uh, maybe you're not doing enough. And she's like, oh, well, then maybe we should part ways. And then we part ways. And I'm like, oh, she was doing as much as she Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> she's great. Um, you're really close with Maria. 
Bamford. Yeah, Bamford and I met in 92 when she started doing stand-up and she had a violin and she shaved her head and right. she was driving a, a Toyota Camry that she had bumper stickers on the doors and the, and the roof. And um, she's, um, but we really became friends kind of in the late nineties here, but we were friends in LA right? yeah. in, in, in Minneapolis in 92, but in the late nineties, we became more friends. And then, and then we just started, she was doing the, she was like, I don't want to do the road alone. And so I was sort of, uh, OG service animal. And, uh, so we, uh, would go on the road and we would just split a hotel room and she would split some money with me and I would essentially make feature money and plus Aaron hotel. And now I make headliner money plus Aaron hotel, except when she has a sitcom and she decides to do some sort of, uh, uh, sharing, like some sort of, she overpaid me so bad for three years. And I don't love her. Yeah, there's there's no better example. I live in Hanoi, by the way, in 1974. I don't know if you can hear that. (laughs) And uh, but the uh, she uh, but she's just incredibly like she's an incredibly good role model of how to be generous once you've been successful. I love her. I love her. She's such a good person. And and, you know, you and Lori Kilmartin. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jackie and Lori show have a, you have a podcast where you, which I love and I'm a little jealous. I'm going to be honest. Um, Ooh, where you talk you about stand up comic. And if you ever, you want to ever sub out? have a guest or want to sub out, I would love that. Um, oh my God. Yes. Cause and, we need sub outs. Yeah. Yes. I'll sub out. And you know, Lori's another person I have tremendous respect for fucking true to her craft amazing Genius, writer um just dark just a, and funny and dark smart and fu- right and you didn't know her i didn't until know her did, until you started this fucking podcast we had met like a couple of times she did much like you and i she did the dork forest with kathleen madigan yeah who i had also never met love love kathleen Right. And they their the dork forest, their dork forest, by the way, was about the Kennedys because they're both sad sack Irish lovers. Right. And uh, it's hilarious. And uh, but the the thing about Lori. So she wants to start a podcast in it's been six years. So what is it? Twenty one. So uh, 15. Yeah. So in 2015, she comes to me and she's like, do you want to do a podcast? I was like, I have a podcast. And she's like, no, you want to, you know how there's all these podcasts where middle-aged uh, yeah. men talk about stand-up? Let's do that. Uh, except for it'll, it'll be us. And I'm like, all right. So she doesn't know that essentially she's starting a friendship. Uh, Lori, Lori's social skills. <coughs> um, I know. Oh my God, are hilarious. All right. And yeah. And so um, we are now six years in. We are friends. She didn't know it was going to happen. Much like right. Nancy Kaysen didn't know that she was going to love us in the end. Right. <laughs> but it's great. And I, you know. Thanks. I really want to work with you. We have to yeah. do something. Well, you know, we're doing the bell, uh, the bell house, Lori and I, on January what? 16th. January 16th, we're doing a, we're, we're, we're going to do a show at the bell house. Uh, please wow. buy tickets so that we can do another one. Yeah. Uh, and, um. But Lori and I are both going to do sets and, and uh, yeah, what we should totally, I'm going to come and stay in New York for two, for 10 days in January. We should totally have. Let's do and, something. Yeah. Okay. I would love it. I would love it. Cause would, as the listeners know, we don't get to fucking do that. 
to, to, you, to meet the comics that you heard about. Right. Par- like I would see and their think they're funny. Yeah. And know that they're fu- like, I'm yes. like, when I met Wendy Liebman, I almost oh. lost my shit. Right. I was, I was like, why aren't you on television doing a new four and a half minutes every right. day for 365 days? Right. You, she could. She's fucking brilliant. She's one of my yeah. best friends. Oh, right. um, yeah. She sent me, uh, she's Jewish. That's right. Wendy Liebman. <laughs> um, I'm happy you got sober. Thanks. And so, so is we, absolutely everyone. And that so your they, friend, when you went, you waited three months after you got sober, you couldn't go on the road. Gave yeah. you, this is such a great story. Sent you on the road with 21 envelopes, one to open every day. And you opened the envelope every day. And it was a name of another great person. Some artist or yeah. Yeah. Some who became sort sober. Of, yeah. It was amazing that Jane did that. And um, thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. She's just, you know what she wants? You know, there's nothing that people, people who are sober literally are rooting for you. You know, there's nothing else in the world where you're just like, well, I hope, I hope you get to stay sober. Like I have, I have an allergy. I don't drink normally. Normal people have a couple of beers. They relax. Right. They might party once or twice a year where they're like, oh my God, I was, I'm so hungry. Yeah, yeah. And, but I start drinking. I have no idea how many drinks I'm going to have. Right, right. I know that I'm going to drink until I run out of money and then I'm going to see if I can borrow 20 bucks from you. Right. And uh, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to wake up and go, is there any booze? And feel like shit. Right. And feel like shit. And then if I don't deal with, it's a twofold disease. Where right. I don't know how much I'm going to drink. When I tried to stop drinking after my second DUI, I was like, oh, because I always knew that I drank too much, but I never, I was just like, well, don't be an idiot. And uh, so after my first DUI, I was like, well, I need to, clearly I need to stop drinking. And then I couldn't do it. And you got it another was, one. Yeah. And I got another one. There were, no one was more surprised than me that I was like, I have willpower. I'm a very strong woman. I am a very strong person. Yeah. When I don't want to do something, I don't fucking do it. And watch me not drink. And uh, guess what? That lasted three months. And then I was like, and then your brain starts going, well, you've been sober for three months. Just don't drink and drive. Right. Just don't, just, just have beer. Just drink, you know, don't have shots. Don't be an idiot. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right. And then beers aren't enough. Right. And then, and then you're kind of half in the bag and someone goes, well, we're going to go, um, we're going to go uh, do mushrooms and drink a bunch of booze. And you're like, okay. And like, cause the first thing that also goes is your judgment right. <laughs> once you start drinking. And so it took me, I, I don't do it alone. Right. I'm not very good at it. And so I have to literally figure out how to stave off first drink right right so right so if i don't start drinking won't be no problem if right. i don't start nothing won't be nothing right and then my brain starts lying to me and telling me hey you could probably just have a glass of wine you could probably oh yeah i got yes right and you'll right. be so, fine yeah right all kinds of bullshit and so what i have to do is i have to be aware that that's that's triggering in my head and that's a lie that is not a truth right. that I can just ha- have one, right? So 
what it, the best thing that getting sober and realizing that my brain's going to lie to me and tell me to start drinking again. The best thing that's happened to me in the last 20 years of me not drinking is that I can't lie about anything. <laughs> Weird. Right. 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 Because once I lie about anything else, that one lie, the big lie will fucking barnacle on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Drinky Drinkerson is back. And right. Kilmartin makes fun. She's like, you mean fun, Jackie? Fun, Jackie would be back. <laughs> and I was like, you say that because right. you never saw me drive. And uh, and, and I, it's funny because you say you realize now that you were always driving drunk. That you only got caught twice, but you were driving drunk every fucking night. I had to take when I took did the DUI thing. I I had to take a, an alcohol awareness class that the yeah. city gives, and one of the questionnaires was how uh, how often did you drive drunk, and so I was like, well, I would do sets four or five times a week, and I would get drunk every time, so that's four or five times a week, and then when I wasn't doing sets, I would just there's a bar two blocks away, but I would <laughs> drive to it, and so because I never drank at home alone, like some right. some drunks uh, drink alone at home, though at the end. I would uh, do a shot before I went out just to take the edge off. Uh, hey, dummy. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I, I drunk drive all the time. So uh, we all well, win that I don't Yeah, we it. all win. The special is, is filmed and it's also an album. Yep. Uh, it's called Staycation. And, and check out Jackie's other stuff. I mean, you're so fucking funny. Thanks. Um, check out. And they're your, all free streaming. Yeah. Right. All, and the yeah. Dork Forest and Jackie and Lori, but you can't leave yet because I always ask my um, podcast guests two questions. Okay. Number one, we're very pro mental health. I have terrible mental health. I mean, they're not terrible. They make me funny, but miserable. So what do you do for your mental health? Do you take meds? Do you meditate? What do you do? Oh. What's your mental health regime? My mental regime. health regime is a regime. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. I, I, I'm an oligarchy. Yeah. And uh, what I do <laughs> is I, uh, I do a fair amount of like um, group therapy. I do a fair amount of that. I also, the good things that I do, right, for my mental health are this sort of, uh, I talk to people. I talked, I, I bleed it off, man. I yeah. bleed off Very because important. this, my brain is, there's a nonstop fucking committee meeting. So, uh, it's so annoying. It really is. Please. We don't need to read the minutes. And, uh, so Jesus. And so, uh, th- so I do that. I do a fair amount of prayer and meditation. Uh, not enough more yeah, just same. a shout out. Uh, more like I do a shout out to whatever God, right. you know, I don't have a problem with God. Some people have a real problem. It's very funny. I have a, uh, I did a clip from the staycation thing and it was about how irritating the rapture people are. And, um, I have been invited on two atheist podcasts and I was like, now ah, I am not an atheist. I'm right. so sorry. And, uh, there's no, there's no money in it for me to be an right. atheist. What do I care? Anyway. So, uh, you know, you could be an atheist if you want to. I mean, it just feels like more work. It feels as much work being an atheist as, as being a, an a evangelical. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah. As being some sort of great. Yeah. Anyway, so 
what I do that is not so good for my mental health, but it isn't bad. Like it could be worse, right? Is I tend to reread my favorite books. You love non. I, you love fiction. You love. I fiction. do love fiction, and I tend to reread. I and I re-listen on Audible, and I and I uh, I'm I and I and so I. Well, that's comforting. It's super comforting, and I and I'm like a toddler. I'll rewatch movies because right. I like how they end. I know how they end. They always end good. And um and then uh, less positive uh, lately. Doing a little too much eating, but there you go. Oh please, I know. Fuck it. Fucking. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Okay. And I call the podcast Kill Me Now because, <laughs> as you know, everything annoys me to the, to the point where, like, at a, at a fuck, like, like, I have no normal reaction to any sort of inconvenience. Judy Gold or, is on 11. You're on 11. Yes, I'm on 11 all the time. So I want to know what pisses you off more than anything and it makes you fucking crazy. Oh. <sighs> currently is driving me up a goddamn banana tree is guys who explain the thing that I just said to me. And you're like, oh, that's mansplaining. And I'm like, right. yeah, women do it too. Anyone who's explaining my own thing back to me, I literally, I just want to block you. And then when, or if I say something snarky about it, then they're like, oh, I guess you didn't get that I was agreeing with you and just expounding on it. I was like, no, no, I didn't get that. You know, that's interesting because I live with Elisa, um, who <laughs> is a trained therapist, although she has, you know, she doesn't really practice anymore, but nothing is benign. Like sometimes I just want to say something and for the person to go, okay. <laughs> right or yeah yeah oh that's interesting but no it has to be some fucking expansion and no i just just say sure like just say yeah. sure or yes yeah. uh i live with a literalist andy Ashcraft. oh god uh, that's what the lisa is <laughs> i'm like i'm kidding no way right i'm just riffing i'm just right and, and he's actually become really very dark and funny and it be and it and he's gotten more like hanging out with a comic and he's right and he and his stuff is very funny and it's all mine 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 right. everything everything everyone says uh if you're related to me uh it's mine so uh, uh the <laughs> comics same. Same. <laughs> same right and then if a comic says it there will be a pause and i'll be like can i use that yeah and uh and i don't have any problem like carmen morales i don't know if you know carmen morales she is uh -uh. a God damn delight. Uh, there is a there is a golden age of young comics coming up here and they're yes. all women. They're the women that are like 25 to 40 right now. Yeah, they're doing great. Blowing my mind with yeah. the kind of stand-up that they're writing and performing. And Jenna Friedman's first Yeah, comic, yeah, yeah. Epic. Anyway, so but Carmen Morales said, uh, yes, she is Jewish. Carmen Morales uh said the uh so she came to the album release party and I was, uh, I'm working on, and I, and I told three new jokes for the people who came for the out. Cause I was going to show clips of the, of the, of the special. Right. Three, three people did zoom guest sets, Maria Bamford, Guy Branham and, um, Marilyn Rice Cub. And, uh, oh, I love all of them. Yes. Yeah, all yeah. been guests on the show. Go ahead. Oh, good. And then I did three brand new jokes just to, for people who needed something. Right. 
knew. And one of those jokes is about how my brother is a fly fisherman, which is just sails, which is just cold calling with with a with a fishing rod. And <laughs> Carmen Morales wrote the greatest tag in the chat. She was just like, what do I got to do to get you onto this fly? And I was like, <laughs> so you should have Carmen Morales on because she's okay. Yeah. Take, remember that, Laura. Jackie. I can't Thanks. wait to see you in January. I'm not kidding. You better fucking. I will initiate me. contact for sure. Okay. Also, tell Darla. Yes. I said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I want to and- actually film you saying that. We could do it after, okay. but. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> and you're a delight. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for And I can't, me. I want to work together. Yeah. All let's these do fucking it. guys go on the road together. They all they do, they each do 25 minutes and they have a name like Dicks Who Love to You know, <laughs> eat. You know? And they go to and a bunch of take, theaters. And yeah. they do theaters and they take their shirts off, and you're like, oh, you're exhausting God. me. You're right. exhausting me. And like, it's do like, you know Chad do... Daniels? No. Do you know Chad Daniels? Oh no. Christ on a cracker. Uh Laura, get her to watch Dad Daniels or Twelfth Night because he is the greatest. He's one of my favorite comics right now. Let's say it. He's one of my favorite male comics. Is that something? Wow. Yeah, that that's good. That's what say? they say to us. Uh, yeah. Gross. Um, but Chad, Chad would never say that. Chad would never say that. He's a Minneapolis right. guy. But okay. he's, a, he's a goddamn delight. And you'll like him because he has kids. I want Yeah, we got to do something because I'm sick of this. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sick of these guys like, we have kids and we hate our wives. Like, tour. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, all right. So here's what, if you do jokes about how much you hate your partner, all I'm thinking is you got to get out of that relationship. Right, right, right. I am never thinking, oh yeah, this is a, where's, what's the punchline going to be? Cause right. I don't give a shit. Even right. if it's the greatest punchline in the world, I'm just like, you're killing me. Right. You're, you're just, I mean, because That's I Elliot. Never, That's the Elliot in you. It's uh right. Cause uh, the thing is my dad, he's, ah! There's absolutely, there's, I, I love, ever since I've been in a relationship, I know that I want other people to have this. Right. Right. Yeah. And if they don't have it, I can't imagine living in it. Right. It's going to be horrible. Right. So, and that's why most people are fucking miserable. And there's absolutely no, you will be funnier if you are alone, if you are in a terrible Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with the one and only Jackie Cation. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel. It is edited by Colin Schmeling, and it would not be possible without the help, dedication, and love of Brittany Jo Sowards. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please leave a review. That's only five stars. Thank you. This is our, as I mentioned in the beginning, our last broadcast of the year. Thank you all so much for listening. If you will be in the New York area on Christmas Day, which is not a holiday for me, but you know, it's a holiday for everyone in a way. I will be at Stand Up New York, which is a comedy club on the Upper West Side of Manhattan on Christmas Day. And uh, I have lots of upcoming dates. So, you know, follow me. Follow me on Twitter at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. On Instagram at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. On TikTok at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. Or go to my website, 
judygold.com, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's my regular name. And you know what? If you can't figure out a gift for your loved ones for the Christmas holiday, yes, I can say that. When they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. It's a great gift. It is a great gift, especially for lovers of comedy. And I wrote it. So that's a great book. It's a gift. It's a book. It's everything. So happy, healthy uh, holidays. Happy New Year. Please stay safe. Please get boosted, vaxxed. Get a 10th shot. Do whatever you have to do just so we can get rid of this fucking virus. Let's hope for a, a, a good 2022. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for a successful year. Thank you for listening. And as we always say, so long.